Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That is the music. Big Seal's in again. Week number two here for Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks. and Welcome back. Welcome back. Barrett Brooks, Bob Vila. I mean, dude, you know, my wife is a gigantic fan of yours now because me, I can't do anything. And I said, look, look at look at his bumper he built. Okay, Xander, throw it up here, man. So last week we were in this um in this saga of putting a bumper on Barrett's car. He was fixing it, doing it himself. And dude, yeah, how long did it take you to get done? Well, once I got it on there. I figured out that she is. Yeah. See, I hit something in the front. So it was kind of out of level. So I had to push and pull and bend things back and put, um, put, um, you know, uh, spacers in it and everything to get it to fit the right way, man. So it finally, I finally got it up. Now, uh, my, you know, my wife, everybody's all pissed off because you see the, the oil on the ground where I try to get the nuts off, you know, that's, that's oil. So I got to get that oil up off the concrete, man. It's, I got a lot of work to do, man. But yeah, yeah. I finally got it on. She's looking nice. I got the rear bumper on on um on Saturday. So I'm good to go, man. Got the rear on. I'm good to go. What kind of engine you got in that thing? Oh, I didn't got nothing. It's just a just a just a 5.7, you know. Nothing. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, that could be a 10.7. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did, you know what? It's, it's, it's 10.7 and here in Philly, man. Here in Philly, everything everything is lit right now, man. Everything is lit. It is, man. Hey, I'm going to start the thing off here with this. Is that the best duo in the NBA right now, Harden and Embiid? I mean, look here. Let's let's throw this out. KD, Kyrie Irving. I don't, I don't know. Kyrie doesn't play all the time. I mean, AD. Well, LeBron, they're about to lift that, though. They're about to lift that. So by playoff time, they might lift it. That you could be unvaccinated and be in New York, so he might be okay going into the playoffs. But still, as far as a one-two tandem, those guys play on a perimeter. These guys play high-low basketball. This is the way basketball was intended to be played. The way these guys are playing right now, dude. That thing last night. I mean, Harden with a triple double. And you know what's too? What's great about the Sixers? Even though he played some defense, he had. Some blocks last night. I'm talking James Harden. They've got dudes on that bench that could play defense where he could just be the offensive guy. They're so yep. deep on that side of the of the ball, Barrett, that he's not going to be asked to do like he was in Brooklyn where he's going to have to play defense. The Sixers have that covered. This guy here, man, he could just go out there and facilitate and score. I mean, what was it, 29 last night? And be at 37 last night, too. I yep, mean, yep. incredible last night. You know what? They are the best team in the Eastern Conference now. There's no question about that. I mean, they're probably it's probably they're probably one, two as far as in the NBA period. You know, it depends on the roster that uh, Golden State puts up, you know, every night. You know, when Green comes back, I would say Golden State will probably be the best team. But right now, as they're put together, they are the best team in the NBA right now as we speak. No How about, about this? That. 
the Lakers may not make the playoffs this year. <laughs> Dude, they're terrible. There's even conversation potentially of moving off of LeBron. I mean, because look, I say this to you about LeBron. It's never going to be a long romance. This baby's going to be like a one-nighter with him. And I say that with LeBron because look at the places that he's gone. You're never, ever going to fall in love with LeBron at any particular place because he's just not going to stay there that long. Nope. Because, you know, you, you know, Barrett, I don't, I don't have any lesser respect for the guy because I think it's just a modern-day NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball where there's a lot of movement. Athletes today are mobile. Yep. You know, unlike us where we weren't, and we kind of frowned upon that, where you went like this. Hey, man, you stay in one place, you get drafted. That's where you're going to go and make your name. The Michael Jordan, you know, model where you stay in Chicago your entire career and you are Larry Bird, you stay in Boston. That's not like the athletes today because, you know, free agency has given these guys the ability to be able to, Morning, you Mom. know, oh, I'm going to stop everything here. Go ahead, man. Morning, Mom. How you doing? Kiss my niece for me. You can punch my brother if you want to. My, my, my <laughs> was, brother, he asking uh, for, was he asking for stuff? No, he didn't ask for anything. See, he he's one of those guys, man, that you know, he ain't gonna ask you for nothing, man. He's just he's one of those hard no, he's just a dude. That's what my brother is a dude, a mean dude. He's gonna be one of those cranky old men. But he's a <laughs> he's a he's a Browns fan, man. How how are you a Browns fan? Even when I was playing for the Steelers, he was still a Browns fan. Unacceptable. How are you a Browns fan? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I told him that. You can't be a Browns fan. I told him that. I told him that. I said, let me. You're rooting you know. for 500 every year. <laughs> That's why he's a cranky old man. That's what it is. That's why he's cranky because he's been rooting for a Browns team that's just absolutely horrible. You know, yeah. so they got, a, they got a lot going on. But yeah, like I said, hey, mom, how you doing? My niece is Sky Sky. But hey, you know, like we said, let's get, let's get back to uh, the 76ers. And, you know, you know, if you look at what LeBron is and that team in that direction, and look at the exact opposite of what the 76ers are doing in their direction. They have only played two games with each other. I know. And, and it looks like the, it, it looks incredible. You know what I would like to see? I'd like to see LeBron on that Sixers team. Well, you know what? I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, well, I, it, well, it, I'll it, tell you what, he thought of it before. Yeah, he did. I'm coming yeah, to did. play with Joel Embiid offseason. You know, I there's no I'll tell you this, the Lakers are in worse shape now than when Kobe his last year. Yep. Okay. And if you're LeBron, you're gonna you're just gonna chase Kareem's record because he was a Laker and you're not gonna win games. If I'm LeBron James, dude, I got I'd like to get another ring. He's got four now, right? Yep, Don't you four. think as we're closing this thing out here, you might want to chase a couple more rings here, at least to put the argument up there that you won six yep. with Michael Jordan. Who has, you got See, he's chasing two things now. He's chasing those two rocks, and he's chasing Kareem. Man, why not go to a team where you can average 17 points a night? You don't have to put 27 up because you got Harden and you got Embiid. Can you imagine them three dudes sitting there in Philadelphia I, I, if you're Milwaukee, I mean, LeBron coming back east, I don't know, man. He's got to look for a place, so why not play with the best pivot man in the league right now? At this point, you know, I mean, you look at how, you look at how this team is, 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 is put together. It's put together perfect because now you're putting that roster in a position where 
the guy that we thought was going to be a number two is now a number three or no, probably a number four now, you know, cause, cause the way these guys are just going out there and execute, you, you can't double down on Embiid anymore. Embiid said the first time he played with him, he said he's never had it that easy. He's never had that easy. He usually has to work for every single point he, he gets, but he didn't have to do that this game simply because it was such balance in, in, in the way the floor, the, you know, spacing in the floor was. You know, they, they they didn't have to they didn't have to double team and triple team. They they used to go in and play zone against that team all the time, man. Have you ever seen them be that open in these last two games? I mean exactly. <laughs> dude, he's wide open now. And you're like, Harden's over here going like this. I'm open, I'm open. And dude, he's he's draining it. And you're like, and beat is wide open now. I mean, the spacing, as you were just saying on the floor now, especially on the offensive side, I have not seen him. I mean He's usually draped with guys like when Shaq was playing on the five. Right. People are all over him now. I mean, you know, the difference, though, between Embiid and Shaquille, obviously, is that there's a perimeter game here that Joel has. He can shoot from the perimeter out there, and he's a better free throw shooter. So you just can't hack Embiid like you did with Hack Shaq. But yep. now you put another scorer on the floor, guy's going to give you 27. By the way, okay, Xander, you're right. 12 dimes in his first night out, too. <laughs> Triple double last night. Hey man, I'll tell you, you're get you're gonna get the best of James Harden right now. I just wonder if that's gonna be enough when you get to the postseason to take down Boston or take down Milwaukee because you're gonna have to go through those two teams if you're gonna win the Eastern Conference. The way I look at it, you know, because I'm not going in like I did Sam Bradford. I remember Sam Bradford came in in a preseason when he was with this with the Eagles and came in and just lit it up. You know, he went ten for ten when he was in there in the preseason. But they're all oh, man, here we go. He's going to come in and be a great quarterback and end up trading him. Well, I think this is totally different because if you look at it, man, just how everything is put together, Tobias Harris is now the number four option, the number four option now. So he can be comfortable now and go out and score 20 without blinking simply because he didn't have to be the score that they wanted him to be. You got Tyrese Maxey taking his game to another level because he trusts himself. Now he trusts the fact that he can score. He trusts that he can make his own shots. And with, you know, way James Harden and the fact that you can't just lag off of him in the pick and roll, you lag off of him in just regular offense, you have to respect his step back three-point abilities. Now puts you in a position you have to now one-on-one -on -one with, 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 you know, with the big man. You know, one-on-one -on -one with the bead is almost, you know, it's heresy because nobody would do that. But no. now you have to do that. You can't play zone because he could step back and hit the three. And you cannot let him – trade you know twos for threes so what if Embiid gets you 40 down low he can give you 50 from the three-point line and it's you know you get more points shooting the three as being down there at the post so that dynamic right there puts in a position that it's going to be hard to deal with this uh this 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 Philadelphia 76ers team here's here's my here's my only issue and again you know how much I love Doc I love Doc Rivers I, I love the guy I, I do, and I hate when I do this because what I'm going to do is obviously a backhanded slap is coming. Anytime somebody throws that out there like that, Barrett, that a backhanded slap's coming. But, dude, the, the postseason coaching with Doc, though, you know how he still goes deep down the bench instead of shortening the bench, the rotations, the, the timeouts. They're always like situational timeouts. You know, we always talk about situational play calling that maybe – kind of got in the way of Nick Sirianni this past year. You would see 
where he would all of a sudden have a pass play where you needed a run play down in the red zone, and you go like this. Dude, situational play calling killed the Eagles, I thought, last year. And I yep. always thought that that kind of hurt Doc Rivers in how he coached in the postseason because it's almost so different. Barrett, when you watch the way Doc handles a basketball team in the regular season, when he gets into the postseason, man, he goes too deep down the bench sometimes. He really doesn't put the right guy in when it comes to his rotations at times. And it's always been the crux of his career and on his resume. I know he's got the title in Boston. I know he delivered it. But if you look at his postseason record, especially over the last five or six years, especially when he was in Los Angeles, I mean, it's just not last year getting bounced right by Atlanta. I mean, dude, man, I mean, you know, do we worry about that? I kind of do a little bit when it comes to Doc in the postseason. You got now a scorer on your team, and you got the best big man, and you got the best bench potentially in the Eastern Conference. I mean, Doc's got to let this thing – he's got to find yes. the proper rotations going into the postseason. Or, again, we're going to look like we did last year in Atlanta. Well, that's exactly what it is. No more that, you know, you, you don't have to go nine deep, eight deep in the playoffs. You can go seven deep in the playoffs as far as situational basketball. You don't have to put an entire team in there um, every time you you know you call a timeout. You know, I mean, yes, I love the you know situational players that they have. You know, you have guys that can go out there and and and, and score with Shake Milton. You guys to play defense. You know what I'm saying? You have a guy that can shoot threes every once in a while and gives you a, a longer you know slimmer type of threat. You know, out on the outside with Corkmoss. But you don't have to play them guys all the time. I mean, sit Danny Green ass down. You know what I'm saying? Make him go down past number nine as far as on the depth chart. He didn't have to be in. Millsap, we're going to need him a little bit, you know, because going to be here stay and play the entire game, even though I don't mind if he did. You know, forget all that saving a guy, you know, to the playoff. I, I can't see <laughs> doing that anymore, man. Just play. Players play. Basketball, especially basketball players. Basketball players play all that, you know, time management and keep, yeah, bro. You know, that load management stuff to me, man, it turns people off and turns fans off. Right. Why they turn the game off? I mean, and that's exactly why, you know, ticket sales have been down since then. That's you know right. what I mean? Because can you, you can't, imagine you, you make $500,000 a night and you're like this, you're missing a game because <laughs> you're tired and you need to load manage and you're going like this. Wait. Kyrie Irving and these guys like LeBron make $500,000 a night. Come on, man. I mean, James Harden makes $500,000 a game. Okay? That's crazy. And and, and you're going to go like this. You know, uh, you know I'm going to sit out today, you know, a guy back-to-backs, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know, Jordan, if you look at Jordan, and I know, look, oh, man, get off my law stuff. If you look at Jordan's resume, 81, 81, 81, 81, 81, 80, 81, only time like when he hurt his ankle. Or when he retired, Jordan played 81 games every year. You could not get him. Off you the couldn't court. get him off the floor. Oh no, no, he's playing 48. Wow, that guy. Wow. I mean, that guy. All right, let, let, let me shift over. You know, this week is the start of um, the combines in the NFL. Yes, sir. I want to get your thoughts. I'll talk combines because I want to know how you did there at the combines here. But I, let me ask you a question here: How many players away do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are away from being a Super Bowl contender? Oh, ooh. see, that's tough, you know, because what I saw last year and I saw the two teams that were in the Super Bowl, um, both teams had solid defenses, even though they both had the quarterback. You're right. They had solid defenses. And I don't think that defense is solid, not just from a player standpoint, 
but more so from a play caller standpoint. Does he have the capabilities of being and unleashing a lot more pressure than he had last year? I believe he had enough at the cornerback position um, to go out there and play more aggressive, but he decided not to call that style of defense. And I understand the linebackers. You know, he's used to a linebacker system like he had in Minnesota where, you know, you 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 have, you know, Anthony Barr. You got Kendricks. You have guys, Eric Kendricks. You got guys like that who are pretty damn good with linebackers. But you still have to call them more aggressive games on the outside because it was just like pitch and catch. A lot of the time with your DBs, you know, nine, ten yards off the ball. You can't play consistent football like that, and there's no room to get any turnovers, and you have to get the, you have to give the ball back to your offense. No matter how good your offense is, if you can't give the ball back to your um, your uh, defense can get the ball back to your offense, it's all for naught, you know. So that that's a problem. So how far are they away? Now, how many players rusher, would you say linebacker? How many players? I say eight players away. Wow. Eight players away. Yeah. Eight players. Away. The reason I say that because we need two safeties. Both safeties. Wow. Both See, safeties. Free wait, agents. You know this. Let's just say this for a second. Let's just use the round number 10, okay? Say they had 10 draft choices. I know right now they have 11, but let's use 10 here. You're going to hit between 25 and 30%. So that means this, Barrett, eight guys aren't going to make the team out of this 11 draft yep. choices. That That's the average. Yep. You're not going to hit on every one of these guys. And when you say eight players, man, you're talking about four years away. Yes. I'm trying to fill those holes. So you think they're four years away from being a Super Bowl contender. Now, let me throw this at you. How much does the quarterback position dictate that, too? You're saying that they're eight players away with Jalen as a starting quarterback. Yep. How many players away are they, hypothetically, play the game here, if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? I go as low as five. Five. Or four. Right around five, four. So Simply the quarterback can close the gap a little. Yes, no, a lot. I mean, you're talking about probably half, you know. So if, look at yeah. what Burrow did in Cincinnati. Look at how much he closed the gap with exactly. the CDO line. Yep. And that's what you have to look at. The offensive side of the ball. I think if you put Watson in position, you still have to make sure that you 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 game plan his ability to go out there and make plays and elongating plays with his athleticism. But he still has a you know a, a great arm. He's accurate. He has all the intentions to be a great quarterback. You're still a receiver away, a number one receiver away, and you're also, you know, a, um, you a complement at tight end. You know, right now they have a good tight end. They need one more. They need a receiver. The offensive line will be fine. They'll be cool. I believe, um, you know. The running back position will be cool. With that offensive line, it'll hide a lot of your deficiencies in the running back position. Um, so they'll be fine on the offensive side of the ball. Still, it goes back to defense. Can they get the ball back to Deshaun? That's a problem. I, I, I can't see this defense being able to do it. You see, because here, you're going to get too many three and outs on the offensive side of the football with that style of offense. Yep. Okay, because when you run the ball and you throw the ball the way – in an, ineffectively like they do, there's going to be a lot of three and outs on that side, which means this, you've got to have a lot. Yes. it's You know what? I hate to say this, but follow me. Tell me if you agree or disagree. 
This reminds me a little bit of Chip Kelly, and I'll tell you just some philosophy. You're going to have a ton of three and outs. Chip Kelly had a ton of three and outs. Of yes, what happened. all the time. Yep. He had to put that defense back on the line of scrimmage, and they had to get stops for them. And by the end of the year, that defense was on IR. Almost all them dudes because you don't have 85 guys like you had in Oregon. You got 30 guys that you're going to choose from to go out through a 17 uh, week ball games that you're going to have to have that defense healthy and you're just not going to be able to keep up with the reps and you're not going to be able to keep up with the health. So when you have that style on that other side of the football, with the way that they run the ball, look how many three and outs we saw last year with the way that they ran the ball and the way that that offense, they kind of tried to wear you out. You know what yep, I mean? Yep. By the end of the ball game. But that means you're playing behind the sticks. Well, Phil, and, you know, you're talking about when you when you talk about Chip Kelly, you want the offense to average around 80 plays a game. That's insane. But when you're not good and you and 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 and, and you're not averaging 80, 80 plays a game, that means it's a reverse. Now your defense is playing 80 plays a game <laughs> and you're only averaging like like 40, 42 plays a game. And that's where the discrepancy is. Anytime you have your defense out there for 82 plays a game, that's some bad football going on there. Number one, they can't get the defense. Um, the uh, defense can't get off the field. Number two, you don't have enough offensive output to keep them there. So Just you so people all know, we, I want to try to keep you, Barrett, at around sixty. Right. I want, I want <laughs> you to have like sixty-two plays because that's about five series. Yep. Or six series, something like that. I don't want you. See. That, that that Super Bowl game when they went on that 15-play drive at the end of the game there, that was four minutes left. Those are the killers right there, man, because yep. you can't get off the field. Even though the Bengals, like you said, I thought played good defense. You can't have those kind of plays. But you don't get – I'm trying to limit your drives. I'm trying to limit your plays because I want to keep your offense off the field, have my guys have more opportunities and more reps to be able to go get some points. So I want to keep you at 62. If I'm giving up 80 plays a game, hey, man, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be on the gas mask because that's going to be a long day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a very be, long day. That's going to be a long day. That, that's right, you bring your lunch pail. You got to bring your lunch pail to work because if you ought to feel that much, bro, those guys are in the ice bath all night long after that. Absolutely, man. So do you think the Eagles – will be a player in free agency. They're going to be around 28 to $30 million if they restructure Slay, Hardgrave, and Fletcher Cox's deal. They could get up near 30. That's a lot of money. Yep. They've got a lot of draft picks. Free agency starting up here in a couple days. You think we're we're going to be players in this, oh, in this no free question. agent bonanza? Huge, huge players in this uh, free agency because, number one, they got to get somebody in the secondary – Preferably a safety, um, as as a as a as a not necessarily a band aid, but be a presence back there. Rodney McLeod, a free agent right now. Harris, a free agent right now. Do they bring either one of those guys back? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen them sign anybody or anything like that. So that's a problem right there. Then you look at the fact that they don't have a linebacker. They're gonna have to go out free agent again and get a free agent linebacker. Um, you know, even if they draft in the first round linebacker, you still need an older um, presence in the middle of that defense. From that, from there, you know, you look at the defensive line, even though if they go get a number one as far as, you know, a pass rusher, they need somebody to come in and be that guy for them. You know, we don't know how Brandon um, 
Graham is going to come back. We need somebody that can rush the passers consistently and more than just one double-digit sack guy. Have you realized, man, there's only been like two or three double-digit sack guys in the past 10 years uh, in the Eagles organization? That's in, uh, that's incredible. And You know what? Think about that, for instance. When you're looking at um, the two positions, you haven't had a 1,000-yard wide receiver since 14, and I can't think the last time that you've had a double-digit sack guy. Right. Is it Fletcher Cox? Fletcher, no. Brandon Graham had one two years ago, two or three years ago. Brandon Graham had a double sack. Uh, I think he had 10 and a half or 10. But it hasn't been it hasn't been in the last two years that somebody's had over six sacks. You know what I mean? Six or eight sacks. It's ridiculous that the uh, defense, they just don't put pressure. And that's what you have to do. You either have a, a great quarterback or you can create pressure on the quarterback. That's how you win football games in the new NFL. That's right. You and, and like, like I said, the, the positions that I'm going to spend money on today in the NFL, pass rushers and corners. Yep. I think the rest of them, Barrett, are plugins. I mean, linebackers. Yeah, I, I I do agree. You have to have good, free, and strong safety because that dictates what the quarterback does when he comes to. The, see, to me, I think you got to have smart guys back there. You absolutely do. Yep. Quarterback, yep. that's what he reads to set the offense every time he comes to the line of scrimmage. So, yep. to me, what made Ed so great, Ed Reed so phenomenal, was that Ed was a savant back there. Yep. Ed was brilliant at how he looked at defenses and how he set quarterbacks up. Ed would set you up. So, to me, you don't have to be exceptional back there, but you have to be a really good team leader and huddle leader, setting the defense, making sure your alignments are right. Because those guys are kind of like the quarterbacks of your defense. And if you have really good people setting your defense up back there, to me, you can kind of get away. I'm not saying marginal play, but what I am saying is you don't have to have an Ed Reed talent back there, but you do have to have people that are smart back there. So to me, it's edge rusher, and it's clearly cornerback that the Eagles have to maybe look at in, in free agency. And I want to take you over to this then. That leads me to this as they get ready. Uh, for free agency, I want you to rank the rosters right now, knowing that some teams are in salary cap hell, like the Cowboys. I want you to tell me, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the four, I'm going to give you the teams in the NFC East, and tell me what you think of where they are right now as we're getting ready for free agency and what they have to do. Let's start with the cap with the Cowboys here. The Cowboys are like thirty-five to forty million dollars over the salary cap. Yep. They have to make cuts. There's no way Randy Gregory's coming back. Nope. There's no way that tight end's coming back. Nope. There's maybe no way Amari Cooper's coming back or Zeke. Zeke's going to be $18 million against the salary cap. They first, the one thing that they have to do right now, Barrett, before they even look at potential talent to bring in free agency-wise, They've got to make a tough – got to make some tough cuts. Are they going to go into the offensive line? Are well, they, they got to start – they they I don't know if Zach Martin, but um, those are the type of decisions they got to make. Those are the type of big-time decisions. Leighton Van Der Esch, do you keep him? I mean – What do you, you rank in the Cowboys? Where, 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 where do you rank the Cowboys right now, and how do you look at them in the NFC East going into free agency, knowing where they are – with the salary cap. And look, you're paying Dak. 
I'm going to use $200 million. You're paying Dak this coming year, $42 million. He got a signing bonus last year. They gave him $75 million. 42, 20 for the running back, 20 for the wide receiver. You're talking right there alone, $100 million in three players. Yep. How do you do that? You, you can't. You can't. They have, they have to find a way to, to backload that money with Zeke. Because they can't cut him because that's 18 million off the cap if they cut him. So he has to be on the roster. But can you get him to go out and renegotiate? Um, your left guard, Connor Williams, he's a free agent. How do you sign him back? The, the offensive line is already in a position where they've got to pay Zach uh, Martin again. Tyron Smith is getting a little old. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, he played a lot this year, but you know, I, I can't see him going forward and being a starter left tackle. Going into a contract, the lame duck year this year. Um, Michael Gallup is a free agent. Yes, he's hurt, but he's going to be a hot commodity still going into free agency. Uh, Cedric Wilson showed a lot of promise, but this is his money year. He wants to get paid. They're not going to be able to pay him, so he's going to be out of here. Um, you know, look at it. Um, you know, if then you go to the you know Dalton Schultz, the tight end, played well for him. Dak loves him. They got a chemistry going. They can, he can move the chains. That's the type of tight end he is. He's the one that brought him out of, 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 of a brought him into a consistent offense by keeping the chains moving and getting the ball to him. So that's just the offensive side of the ball and, and the side of Cap Wolves. When you go to defense, we already know Randy Gregory, double-digit sack guy. He can be potentially, you know, one of the better uh, defensive ends in this uh, free agent market this year as far as uh, rush ins. It's going to be tough, man. They're not going to be signed up by guy back. I think they're a 7-10 and 10 team. Oh, yes, exactly. You're absolutely right. Because they just don't have enough money to pay all their stars. I'm telling you right now, if Zeke doesn't negotiate, they will be, you know, tied behind a barrel. <laughs> you know what I mean? He has to he, – he holds the key right now on whether this team is going to get through this um, in an, an okay situation. Isn't it? Doesn't it show you too, Barrett, that when you give a quarterback the big contract, it look at what happened with the Ravens a couple of years back when they gave Joe Flacco that big money. They had to start jettisoning Bryant McKinney. They had to start jettisoning Anquan Bolden. They had to start getting rid of all them dudes, and it became a shell of a team. Look at all the big time guys that get the contract. I mean, to me, once they started paying Russell Wilson, yep. Okay, yep. the offensive line, they lost the center up there, then they started dismantling the defense. It shows you that if you don't have a quarterback that's willing to re renegotiate and turn some of that guaranteed money into uh, a signing bonus and restructure these contracts, and I don't know how that relationship is going to be because look how long it took to get that contract done between Jerry and Dak and his people. Are you going to be able to go back now to Todd France, the agent of Dak Prescott, and go like this? All right, we'll be team friendly here. And what we'll do is, but you see, this was the secret I always thought, Barrett, to New England. Brady was never the highest paid player in the nope. history of the league when he was the quarterback in New England. He took haircuts every year so that they could, he basically took the money. And he invested in the team. And this is why I think that relationship fell apart at the end. It's not because Bill and him didn't go out for drinks or Chinese food. It was more so that these guys here 
We're not doing what Brady was doing. Brady was given the money back. He could easily have been the highest paid guy at any time during his tenure there. Well, yeah, not just wing. there, not just there, but he was the best, he was the best football player. Uh, he was the best football player for, for the last 10 years. Right. And he could have right. been the highest paid quarterback, but he, he chose to, all right, we need this player. All right. I want right. you to go out. I want you to go out and get me a big time wide receiver. Go up to Minnesota but, and get us a big time. Or, but see that Raiders, right there Moss. though. I don't think a lot of guys in this league think like that. Oh, I, no. I think that's part no. of it where, look, Aaron Rodgers won. If Aaron Rodgers wants $50 million, Barrett, okay, well, how are you paying Devontae Adams then? Yep. Or better yet, how are you paying a two and a three if you're paying Rodgers and Adams the bulk of the money on your offensive side of the football? Remember, it's $208 million on your cap this year. You can't fit all these guys in any longer, and that's the problem that Dallas is in. And to me, Dallas right now, there's no question about it, man. They're a 7-10 and 10 team. I want to get to the rest of the NFC East. I also – I did a mock draft on Friday. I want to get your yeah, – you, you may hate it. Yep. You may not hate it, but I'm going to give you who I thought the Eagles should take. I'll throw the top 10 names out there at you too. Let me get your spin on it here too. So we'll do that. Guys, please hit the like button. You guys are fantastic. Big Seals in for Harry Mays. Barrett Brooks back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, seven, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. By the way, kudos to people over in Ukraine. You guys are fighting off the Russians with pitchforks. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's crazy that um, they, they have the, the capital uh, surrounded right now. But, you know, even remember the boxer? What was his name? Um, Vladimir anyway, Klitschko. Yeah, he's over there fighting, you know what I'm saying, tooth and nail with him. You know what I mean? Did that, you that's... see, like, Miss Universe from Ukraine? She's over there in the battlefield, too, with gear on and with an M16. Bro, you know, you got to go make it happen, man. Like, people, hey, man. you know, you, you talk about gun laws. <laughs> Bro, they didn't have, you couldn't have a gun there. Now they can't, you know, they, they can't. Now they're handing them out. Right. You know what and I mean? They're you teaching you how, how to make Molotov cocktails, throw it tanks. Bro, you got to be ready, man. Don't, don't, don't get ready. You just got to be ready, man. Be ready. Are, are, you, are you a gun owner? I'm definitely a gun owner. Now, do I See, carry a gun? No, I don't carry a gun. But you're not walking up in my crib. That's one thing for sure. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Say, you got the same attitude, my wife. Because I tell you what, you ain't coming up on the front door. I'll tell you this, because you got. Right. See, to me, I think every American has a right to own a weapon in this Absolutely. country. Again, should there be more loops and hoops for people to have to jump through? Probably so. I don't know. Yep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not big in all that kind of talk because every time we see like something happen at a mall or something. Everyone always assumes it's like the gun. I'm like, people stab each other. It's not the nice fault. It's the right. idiot holding it. Okay, so, you know, no, I I think there's two things that people go after that will always get you not elected. When you go after people's guns and you yeah. go after their sports, when you do, maybe even their porn and liquor, when you do that, you're never going to win an election, man. You're never right, going to win it. I just, I like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't go hunting. I don't kill animals. I'm not, I'm not trying. I don't to either. I don't, I'm not an animal. I know. I don't I'm do not, that. I'm don't not a hunter. Anything. None. I'll go fishing, but I'm not. You know, I'm not hunting. Yeah. I'm not shooting ducks. I'm not. Yeah, shooting. I'm not shooting anything, man. Hell, no. I save. I, I save bees in my pool when they're drowning. Right. What are you talking about, <laughs> man? I'm one of them guys, man. I'd rather put a dude's head under the water than a bee. Right, right, guys, man. You know, I, I feed stray cats. Just so you know, I got a stray cat that comes around, and I feed it all the time. The stuff my cat doesn't like, so I give it. I, I'm out there. My wife's going, "What are you doing?" I'm going, "Well, this cat that's out here," and I call him Frisky, and he comes by the pool, sits there, and I give him like a can. And my wife's like, "You're pathetic, saving bees and feeding stray cats. That's what I do, dude. I know." People are like, "Silly, oh, I thought you ate cats." No, right, right. No, no, no. no. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you my who I think the Eagles. I should take. I did a mock draft here on Friday, and I'll get that to you here. But I want to finish up with the teams in the NFC East. So we both agree the Cowboys, right, Barrett? I mean, I think they're going to walk back this year, and I think it's going to be because of the Dak money. Unless Dak does some really, with Todd France's agents, some quick, you know, subtracting and some moving around of money, the Cowboys are going to be in purgatory when it comes to salary cap hell, and they're going to have to dump talented players on that roster. And that team may look completely different. Do we agree that that they may take a step backwards this coming year? No question. They are going to take a step backwards because, and they get a tougher schedule because they won the division. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where they were supposed to be more competitive this year. They had the squad. They had the talent. They went all in. Not to the not to the point that 
The Rams did, but they definitely invested and put everything and all their eggs in on this year being more competitive. That's why Jerry acted the way he acted when they interviewed him right after the season. He was like, look, you know, we gave them everything that they needed. We should have won a Super Bowl with the team that they had constructed. And if you look at them, they they were by far the best team in a, uh, the best division, a team in our division. They were by far that. And I also think that they were top four uh, in, you know, takeaways. NFC period. But takeaways, you know, the way their defense played, they absolutely should have been more aggressive in their play selection on the offensive side of the ball. And Dak should have did more on the offensive side of the ball. They were set with defense. They just couldn't stop the run. Now, they needed to stop the run, but you got to call more aggressive game plans to stop the run these days. How far away are the Cowboys from being a Super Bowl contender? You said the Eagles are eight players away. How far are they? Um, well, not as much as not as much as um, the Eagles at this point. But That I, could I, I change, though, right? When right, they have they, to start making cuts here. It will change drastically. But right now, if I was to say, you know, with the roster they have before all this cutting, they're right there. They're they're no players away. They they have everything they need to be. So a, if they Super can Bowl keep the team. team that they had last year intact, you think they can compete with the Rams? They could beat the Rams. They could beat the Rams. Okay, absolutely. They could win so, a Super Bowl. Were they were they a roster? If their roster was healthy and everybody going into the season looked at their roster, you would literally say that this team, not even knowing what Parsons was going to do, or Michael Parsons, the player he was going to end up being, or even how Diggs would have played. You would still look at their um, team and their roster and say, all right, they're by far the best team in the in, in, in the division in the NFC East, but they are a top four team, top three team in the NFC period. You, you, you would agree that the two games, and I get we didn't play like a lot of the guys in that final game, but you would agree that the Eagles are not competitive against the Cowboys no, in 2021, they were not competitive. No, no, not even close. They shouldn't have been. In fact, they were just outclassed just from the, the amount of sheer talent that they have that they can blind up against them. You know, on paper, it was not even close. The game in Dallas is probably a better barometer because yes. that's when everybody played everything, and yep. they ran the Eagles off the field. Yep. I mean, they, they should have beaten Tampa Bay. That they had opener, a better team opener of the season, right? Yep. Better team and everything. They were underwhelming, you know, throughout the season, especially at the middle of the season. They were so underwhelming, you know, from what they brought to the table. It was ridiculous. They weren't coached well. Um, the front office didn't do a good job of, of, of making the coaches and making the players execute better. That's a great team. If you look at their offensive line was straight, you know, I mean. No underachieved. Yeah, no question. The quarterback underachieved, didn't play up to expectation. They had the three best um, receiver tandem. Um, at that point in the league, you know, up until we knew what Joe Burrows was going to do with those three he has up there. But, yeah, man, you know, look at them. They definitely underwhelmed everybody as far as how they approached this season and what they did and accomplished this season. You know, Washington's a very interesting team because um, I got a guy – I got this guy, and I told you I did a mock draft. On, I got this guy, Kyle Hamilton, from Notre Dame going to Washington. Unbelievable player. With 11th pick. So get this. That means you have Chase. You, you, you're going to have Chase Young. You're going to have Jonathan Allen. You'll have Keith Hamilton in the backfield, solidifying that defense. You got a really good offensive line. They can run the ball when healthy. Obviously, quarterback 
is going to be a number one priority for them. Hell, if you even yes. brought Jimmy Garoppolo, say you brought Garoppolo into the Washington Red or Washington Commanders, say you brought him in there, does that make them the favorite if they can do something like that? Say you brought Carson Wentz in there. Say Wentz gets cut by Indy. That's all indications. Say you put Wentz in Washington. They run the football because Wentz is a third down passer. If you're looking for him to throw the ball 50 times a game, you're going to be seven and ten. But if you <laughs> could do what if you could do what they did in Indy, and you got a 1,200 yard back, or you're one of the top teams running the ball, he's a he's a he would be a decent fit in there. So to me, they're going to address it. They've already made it public that they're going to address that position. How far away if they solidify that quarterback position? And with Ron Rivera. Now, look, the, the front office, man, I'm so nervous because Snyder's a horrible owner. I mean, he's like James Dolan yep. of the Knicks. He's horrible, <laughs> right? I mean, it, are you going to be attracted to want to play in Washington when you got an owner who may get the team yanked away from him? I don't, I don't know how that's going to play out. Give me your thoughts on Washington. Washington, right now, if they add a quarterback, will be the number one team in the division. Their offensive line is pretty good. Like Brandon Sheriff, they got to, they got to sign him back. Um, they have to go out and get a center. But looking at how they're constructed, I like Terry McLaur uh, McLaurin. Um, they have to sign back, you know, either Sam, uh, Cam Sims or, you know, Adam Humphreys. They got to get one of those two back. I like Cam Sims. He started to get better as the season went on. And, you know, from the running back position. Antonio Gibson is a great running back. I mean, this guy, he can do everything, catch out the backfield, former receiver, running between the tackles. I like how he plays the game. He, if he, you know, looking at that, their right tackle came up, you know, came around, the rookie came around, Cosme. This team right now would be the best team in the division. You know, not just because of, you know, bringing in a quarterback, but more so because of defensively, they're unreal. They you know, underachieved, too. Would you agree defensively last year? Because I thought they got out of the gate slow last year. Now, that well, could have been because of injury. And yeah. as you and I talked, the offense going through a ton of three and outs. And when you do that, you put your defense back on the field. And those stats could get skewed a little bit. When That's you're out there, happened. like you said, 70 plays versus 65 plays or 60 plays. So those numbers you, yeah. get skewed a bit. You look at um, look, I mean, look at their defense. They're front, they're front seven was probably one of the best in football. You know, I mean, you look at their defense when Chase Young was in there. Chase was out for the season. But have him opposite of Montez Sweat. Mont people understand Montez Sweat played, he was, he was, you know, a defensive end ran a 4-3 and a 40. Come on, man. What's about a guy that can rush the passers good? They just stood the line to him. Then you would you make it that dust up? Would you make it that dust up between him and Allen? Bro, that happens all the time. I fight my it brother. It does. My mom just texted me, no, you can't punch your brother. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I fight my brother. You know, that just happens, man. Now, tell me how many locker rooms you didn't see oh, a fight God. in. Fights Fist all the fights time. all the time. Fist yeah. fights all the time, man. You know, you just can't, you can't, you can't, you know, have it all out in front of company. You can't do that in front of company. Now my mom yeah, Don't put in. your finger in my face, though, like that. Right, like, no. That, that's not going to work for me. Out of that. You know, it would be, it had been some furniture moving around also. It wouldn't just have been a slap or a swing. <laughs> It'd have been way more than that, you know what I'm saying? And them hot seats would have been tipped upside down. Right. 
<laughs> hey, we'll been, you know what? Show, you know yeah. what shows me though, Barrett? That shows me that they didn't want to take it too far because they were Bama boys and they didn't want to do any of that. But they just wanted each guy to know because you know this: when guys are really pissed, it's a Donny Brook dude. That, yep. that, nobody cares about <laughs> furnitures, water bottles, water coolers, or anyone in the way. People are nope. gonna get hurt when people get disrespected. So. There was a little bit of decor between the two dudes. Right. You, you just can't do that, man. You can't disrespect a man like that. His mom was watching the game, man. If your mom watching the game, you can't let that happen, bro. No. Let, no. That's not happening, man. No, you so you think him, Washington's good? Uh, Washington is really good, man. I mean, really good. Um, you know, they're complete as far as, you know, a team on defense. They can go out there and play with just about anybody. They need to get a couple more corners. But other than that, man, they 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 form a well. I, I, I like what they bring to the table, you know, and, you know, as far as creating pressure up front, stopping the run. They can do all that. They just need some help. When you're out there, you know, it's like you said, 70 plays a game, you're just tired, man. Eventually, you know, the war of attrition takes over. You're just going to be, all right, you know, I, no mas, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we've been out here too long. They need some help from the, the offensive side of the ball to, to, to really make them take that next step. And it's that quarterback position that's, that's keeping her from taking that next step. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna leave Deshaun Watson's name out of it, and I'm gonna leave Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson's name out of it. Who would be a better fit in Washington? Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, or Garoppolo to take that team to potentially a conference championship? Which one of those three guys do you think could take them? I listen, I'm looking in the middle of the barrel here. I get it for like a quarterback here but well you're actually not a guy that you talk about all the time man you know his numbers don't lie yeah, 36 and 16 Garoppolo. Right. i mean the, the guy can play man regardless of what we're thinking regardless of they drafted a guy in the first round jimmy g played well they got a kind of hand you know handcuffed when they went to the super bowl which you know it was like a perpetual ball of motion that, you know, really was his downfall from that Super Bowl, from how people looked at him from that point on. But he was playing against one of the best defensive coordinators slash um, head coach to ever coach a game. You know, Belichick just knew what to do to stop him. You know, so it's not all his fault. But after that, he got pinned as that guy. And no matter what he did to get out of being who he was there, he just couldn't shake what they were saying about him. But actually, man, he plays well all the time. He plays consistent all the time. I mean, you know, they're letting a guy go that's pretty damn good. You know, hey, Xander, you give, what's Xander? What's uh, Garoppolo's postseason number? I think it's five and two. And guess what? The majority of those wins are against Aaron Rodgers in the postseason. He's five right. and two. Get this. So Garoppolo, and look, I, and, I, and I get everyone going like this. Guy sucks. He's no good. Well, that's not true. How could thirty six and sixteen? And by the way. You know how you do this when you're looking at a guy? Well, if the 49ers were still having success when he's not on the field, that's when you go like this. Well, okay, it's the team, and it's the team. But they're 8-22 and 22 without him. Right. <laughs> okay, so when he's not playing, they're not very good. And, and Kyle Shanahan, he finally did this. Instead of going back and forth at the beginning of the year where they were trying to get him involved in the game plan, Trey Lance, he he finally went like this. Enough of this. Garoppolo's our guy. We're gonna go forward, and that's why. How about this? Jimmy G has a team that goes up to Green Bay and wins a playoff game and knocks the number one seed out. I know they got bounced in the second round, 
But I'll tell you what, they got beat by the Super Bowl champions. Yes, exactly. Okay, we're not talking about getting beat by the Titans. We're not talking about getting beat by the Raiders. You got beat by the team that went on to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so top dog beat you. If I'm looking at everything in the NFC, hell, the 49ers are the second best team, in my opinion, in the NFC. Yep. And that's yep. with Garoppolo quarterbacking. That's why I that's say that's with this Garoppolo, with though. That's right. with Garoppolo. With Garoppolo, right. That's why I think John Lynch has got a tough decision to make. He's going to go like this. So we're the second best team in the NFC. I'm going to take this guy out and put two play Trey in and assume that this guy's going to elevate. Now, look, you have too much invested. All those picks that you gave to Miami, you got to get in the three hole. You're really going to move off a 36 and 16, five and two in the postseason guy. And you feel comfortable doing that. You move Garoppolo to Washington. Like you say, Washington will win the East. No question about that. No question about that. You look at um, the 49ers. At He's sitting point. in a good place, isn't he, Garoppolo? Right. The 49ers right now are going to look like asses either way it I goes. I believe you're right. But I would, I, would, I would tend to go towards being an ass and being a Garoppolo-led ass team as opposed to being going out there with a Trey Lance who's really unproven. You, you see Montana I mean? say that Montana and Young both said he's not ready to play Trey Lance? See? There you go. You got Joe Montana who never says anything about right. anything <laughs> and never talk. I've never heard Joe Montana talk trash, and I don't think it's really trash. I think somebody asked Joe a question, do you think Trey Lance is ready? And he's like, I don't believe he's ready to take over the reins um, to be the starting quarterback at San Francisco. I think Joe sees a little bit of himself in Joey or in Jimmy Garoppolo because, you know, Garoppolo, I'll tell you this. what I, I'm going to tell you why I like him a lot. So you kicked the can on Matthew Stafford all offseason. You may, were talking potentially of even Brady when Brady was looking for a team John Lynch came out publicly and said they kicked the can for a week of potentially bringing Brady, and Brady ends up signing with the Bucks. For the last couple of years, John Lynch and when Martin Mayhew was there, they were looking at replacing him the whole time. Now, it's because of his injury. It's not because Jimmy can't play. I don't think anybody has ever said in San Francisco, we don't like Garoppolo's ability. I think it's always been that Garoppolo's missed. I think he missed 49% of his games when he yep. – so it's a health lot, is an issue. Yeah, that's a lot of football that you miss there when you're looking at his injuries. Okay, but but you you had a guy in there that has won so many games, and you've kicked a can. I love the way he's handled it. Oh, I love the way he's been a team. And there it is, right there. That's it. Damn, at the most, look at who he is in that locker room. You're hitting. The, you're 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 going towards that right now. It's not as though. Um, he's a bad guy. It's not as though he didn't have the team or the team wanted Trey Lance in there. The team didn't even want Trey Lance in there. They wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, and they all stood up and said, this is our quarterback. It wasn't anybody talking or spreading rumors about, oh, you know, we want Trey. No, no. They were solid behind him. He, Everybody went to bat for him. Trey Williams went to bat for him. You know, anytime you got the big dog saying, all right, this is my guy, everybody's going to listen. They everybody said it from Nick Bosa to 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 George Kittle. 
We want Jimmy Garoppolo to lead us into this future. And you got to listen to that. You got to listen to the players. And so don't you right. think, don't you think if you're Washington with all the chaos that's gone on in the front office, he's the perfect fit yep. in Washington because you know what you do? You settle the organ. To me, he's proven one thing. The same way that I think Michael Vick proved to me when he went into Philadelphia, when they started pulling him out. Mike looked like a great teammate when he yep. was in. He looked like a great teammate. And I think Garoppolo looks like a truly great teammate. And in an organization that truly needs a great leader right now, he's a perfect fit in Washington. I don't think Washington's going to give up a first-rounder for him. And I don't know Garoppolo. But, again, I think someone's going to panic and maybe somebody does. Can you imagine Garoppolo in Indianapolis? Well, how about Garoppolo with the Saints? What if he goes to the Saints? In Michael Thomas' state? Oh, they restructured Michael Thomas's deal, didn't they? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. They restructured his deal to move down on cap. So, look, I think Garoppolo's going to make $35 million somewhere. Someone's going to give him $35 million bucks. Oh, he's already up there. You know, they paid him with a – 120 for, uh, you know, when he first went to. Uh, I to think it's 25. I think he's making 25. So you think he's going to make $35 million this coming year? I, I think so. I think easily, easily, because he it's not like he's not a proven quarterback. He's a proven commodity. He, he can play the game. The only ability that he didn't have was availability for a lot of his career there. They'll have to make some decisions as far as that. But at that time, he wasn't getting protected, so he got knocked out a lot, you know, not just because of, you know, his playing style, but more so because the guys that he had blocking in front of him. You put him in a situation where he's protected, like he was this year, he gives you results, man. He gives you results. Absolutely, and finally, the the, the Giants. Barrett, you, you have an interesting relationship with the Giants, and I'll, I'll lay it out for you. You played against them, obviously, with the Eagles, and everyone knows, or and if you don't know, the Roonies and the Maras are exceptionally close family members. I think they're even yep. related somewhere in there in marriage too, somewhere where one of the kids are married to um, um, a Rooney. So I'm, I'm, you have an interesting relationship there with that. And to me, what's happened to the Giants? And my uncle obviously was a Hall of Famer for the Giants, Andy Robustelli. So that organization. Okay. okay. Yeah. See that here. I, I, have I ever, have I told you this? No. 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 Okay, so Andy Robustelli, this is his induction into the Ring of Honor jersey. He's got the wow. little pen here. And he and Lawrence Taylor are the only MVPs ever in the NFL to be on the defensive side of the ball. Wow. And he played there, was a general manager there with the New York Giants, and he's really one of my mentors, and he played in New York, and I knew Wellington. I used to be a young kid and set up the cones at the old Yale Bowl when they were when they were playing in Connecticut for a little bit, and that's how I met Bruce Allen back in the day. Bruce and I have been friends for 50 years, and I was a little kid, and I've known the Giant organization, been involved in the Giant organization my entire life. I've never in my life, Barrett, Seeing them in such chaos right now, what happened to them? I, I, you know, to be honest, I think it all started when they let go Jerry Reese. Jerry Reese, what a man when Jerry Reese took over for George Young, 
Dude, he he won two Super Bowls, right? Yep, he's the one who wanted to put that Super Bowl roster together. Yep. Man, Dan, him and Coughlin. You know, yep. I think Jerry Reese calmed Coughlin down and turned him into the coach that he became because he was too high strung when he came from Jacksonville. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think it was Reese that calmed the waters there because Dave Gettleman, I mean, look at the hires, the Spagnolas. Brian Dable now takes over. I mean, these hires, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Brian Dable. He did a great job with Josh Allen up in Buffalo, but they want him to try to save Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, there's no save. It's going to be a wasted year. Why? Why? You know what you, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get, man. Why it does it doesn't make sense. They're and a decade that, away. Don't you think they're a decade away from winning again? They just don't have it. They just don't have it, man. In fact, their entire offensive line right now is, is probably gone next year. Um, you know, Will Hernandez, you know, their their second round pick back in 18, he started stinking. He's 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 out of here. Nate Solders, you know, the guy they got from New England, he has played horribly. In fact, he was a left tackle. They moved him to right tackle. That's how bad he was. Uh, Andrew Thomas starting to get better. He was a Georgia. Man, he was my number one tackle that year he came out. He's starting to get a little better, but they just didn't have anything to protect this kid. And he's gunshot now. You know, he, he's not going to be able to do anything. Um, you think Barkley's the deal? Barkley. Always hurt. I mean, we're talking about a guy, man. You look at him, he looks like Tarzan. Yeah, and when he's out like on the game. field playing, yeah. When he's out on the field, you see flashes of greatness, but I didn't see any flashes last year. His rookie year. I thought he was unstoppable. He was the immovable force. You give it to him in the pass, you give him to the run, he could do anything. He was unstoppable. And since that injury, he has done nothing to, to get back to that to that place he was. You know, he, it's kind of like he plateaued too early. Yeah, I, I, I just don't see the Giants right now. Hey, let's take a timeout. I'll give you my mock draft. I did this on Friday, and I've got the Eagle picks in the first round. I'm not sure you're going to go with them because you'll save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Probably have somebody else in mind here, but I want to. I want to hit on this here and tell me, give me your thoughts on it. We'll do the draft here. I've got. I've got thirty-two, but I've got the three eagle picks on here. We'll take a timeout. Dan Silly, I went for Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Big Sills in for Harry Mays, Barry Brooks. Fix the bumper. <laughs> What's the next project? Um, I think I'm gonna start working on my boat again. So, get that going. You know, get it ready to go. You know, spring is right around the corner. I got about a month and a half to go ahead and start working on that. You know, so that's 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 my next project. When do you start fishing? Um, I can put my boats in the water on the last week of August. I mean, um, April. I'm sorry, April. Last week of April, we can put them in the water, go fishing in, man. I know um, uh, drum season is right around that time. I know flounder season, a little bit after that. Um, you know, I'm always going blue fishing. You can catch blues anytime, man. Anytime. But, but you know, that's 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 basically when I start getting it going, man. I love flounder. Oh, bro, it's nothing like it's nothing like getting up and going out. You know, get out, get on the boat, go out. You know, it probably takes. We go to uh, Reefside Eleven a lot, as you know, from where I am in Wildwood. We go to Reefside Eleven. It probably takes us about thirty, forty-five minutes to get there, and we get out there just at about eight o'clock in the after. I mean, uh, eight o'clock in the morning, and we fish to like twelve, and we just catch. You know, flounder at the flounder. You know, saying so every once in a while you get your doormat. You know, once you get your two. Come on back home, put park your boat, and just you know fillet it and eat fresh oh, flounder off so the boat. Good. Have um, they overfished it? Because when I was younger, they used to be so big, and it, yeah, have they, they overfished the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you the limit I think is 18, 18 okay. inches. You know, the limit is eighteen inches. So 
you know, in fact, uh, you know, this weekend, man, uh, I'm going off on Thursday. The, you know, New Jersey boat show is up there. So I'm going to go check it out on Thursday. Dude, I used to go to Wildwood and I, I, I told people on the afternoon show, I used to go down there. They used to have a thing called Nickel Beer Night. <laughs> and I would go down to Wildwood. And hey, and when I was younger, I would listen to IP with Angelo, Tony Bruno, and yep. <laughs> Morgan. When I was younger, I'd listen to those three dudes, right? Man, I'd get face down, ass up, man. We'd go down there during the summertime. That was some of the best times <laughs> of my life. Nick, do it. Walk in there with a dollar bill, five bucks. You are off your tail. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Brooks, but I don't know if he's just fishing when he's in Wildwood. That's all I'm saying there, man, because, man, they used to have these great places right there on the shore where you walk in there, man, nickel beer night. Or if you do this. You buy a hamburger and you get fries, you get like refills. This used to go on back in the day. They get refills, the pitcher refills. Oh, well, you know, there's none of that going on now, Vic. You go down there or the boardwalk or something like that, your funnel cake is going to cost you about 16 bucks. Damn. Oh, yeah. Hot dog, about $12. Oh. Hamburger, about, you know, $13, $14. Get you a regular soda, fountain drink. It costs you five bucks. That's you know, terrible, man. Yeah, man. It's terrible, man. man. Wildwood used to be so good, man. Oh, God, we'd go down there. Because I'd, I'd go during the summertime to Jones Beach in New York. Uh, it's right outside of Connecticut. And then we'd come down to Wildwood, and we'd go down there, man. Unbelievable times. I don't listen to Bruno and him. Now. What's that? It's expensive now, bro. Damn, that's terrible, man. All right, I did a mock draft. Now, do you want me to read? Yeah, My we got to go through them. What? We got to go, go through them. You know, All right, here, I'm going to go through them here. Um, I did this mock draft on Friday. Now, this is how I want to give you how I look at a draft. I, I look at team needs because anytime somebody asks me and they ask me, Sills, how does and how did our team do? Like on a three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the NFL draft. People always ask me for a grade on Monday, and I always do this. I don't know. I'll tell you in three years. I have no idea. These guys don't even have their helmet yet. I don't know if they're going to be good or not. They haven't even showed up at the facility yet. They don't even have their locker yet. How would I know if they're going to be a good football player? So I look at it like this. The combines are important. By the way, they start this week in Indianapolis. Um. I look at the 20-foot rule. I told you. Give me 20 feet of film. I'll tell you if the kid can play or not. Film, to me, the interview are important. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know if you're a hard worker. I want to know if you love the game. I take all the things that Jimmy Johnson told me when he looks in a player. You see, Jimmy doesn't look at the – you know how he got Larry Allen? How's that? Larry Allen was a 12th-round draft choice from Humboldt County, Humboldt College, California. He was a 12th rounder, 12th rounder. And he's arguably wow. one of the top offensive linemen. Would you agree in history to ever play the game, ever play that? He was a 12th rounder, bro. Probably, probably the strongest man I've ever met in my life. They sent me a tape of him benching 700 pounds. Oh, yes. His I guard. could not believe it. His, his, his weight bar, his bench bar with no weights on it is, is permanently bent. Yeah. Like they have, they have, they have, when they put it, they have like eight plates on there. They have to stick a, a, um, a you know, a, a, you know, a piece through it to keep the weights from falling off. 
That's how much weight is on it. Bro, I I have never in my life seen a better athlete that big. And I'm going to give you the greatest play I've ever seen in my life. I'm watching a Monday night game. Aikman throws an interception. And this kid takes off. Larry Allen. I remember it. Yep. And runs him down. Yes. And got him. I looked at my wife. I That's said, a quarter, That's too. The wasn't greatest it? play a 350 pound guy who benches 700 pounds has. I go, I could not believe what I saw. He ran that DB down. You know what? I asked him, bro, how did you get so strong? He said, back in the day, you know, he's from LA. He said, back in the day when I was growing up, I lived next to these Samoans. They were from, you know, from wild Samoa, you know? Yeah. And um, what they used to do, all they used to do was lift weights and eat horse meat. Like horse meat is like a delicacy to them. So they were eating horse meat and lift weights. And it just, he said, that's what made him so strong. That's what he feels as though made him so strong. Because they'd be in the front yard, like you see, you know, on, on, on the videos, with guys lifting their front, like remember the Booyah tribe? Yeah. Like the yeah. Booyah tribe, you know, like lifting up there, you know, being, you know, it's crazy, man. But he said that's how he 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 got so strong, being around them all the time. Cause man, there's some big guys, bro. Dude, Samoan, I'm, Samoan, oh, Samoan, no, Samoan. Hey, watch this. I tell people the poly people are some of my favorite athletes of all oh, time. No I knew Al Noga. We made an all-American team. He was like the first guy from Hawaii to be named first team all America and the Nogas. I played with Peter. I played against Peter and I played against Al and I knew these guys, man, I'll tell you what, my, one of my dearest friends, and unfortunately committed suicide, but I loved him. The death oh, was Mark Tune. He's from Oceanside and he's Samoan and dude, we're a thousand Oaks. We're in a training camp. You know, when you're a training camp, man, your, your elbows hurt, your arms hurt, your chest hurt. You're like you're like out of gas. You're just getting reps in. You're taking 400 pounds, and you're just trying to keep it going, man. So because the atrophy, people don't realize this. When you show up to camp, the atrophy begins then to the end of the year. Yeah, you never your strength. You yep. If the at, I mean that's why you try to build yourself up. This guy Martinez laughing. He's got 450 on, and he's <laughs> laughing doing. 10 reps, and I'm going like, man, this is ridiculous. <laughs> He's laughing, doing the reps, going, I go, there's no way I could push 450. on. Dude, I was a 600-pound bencher, and this guy's just going, he's pushing this shit, man. And I'm like, the Samoan folks, and my daughter plays against many of them uh, from South Bay and right around Carson, California, what you're talking about. They're intimidating. They're yep. quiet. I've never met quieter people in my life, but more intimidating people in my life. And they're tremendous athletes. The Samoan cool. folks. They're my soles, man. So they call me Sole B. What's up, Sole B? I'm like, yeah, man. My boy, Chris, uh, Chris Kimawatu. One day, man, I brought my son to, uh, I brought my son to practice, man. Uh, when I was with the Steelers, Chris Kimawatu. He was teaching her that, you know, that song they sing. You know that fight just before they go to war. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. He had my son do. He showed my son how to do it, man. So I, I, uh, <laughs> I can remember him doing that with my boy, man. It was, it was, it was great, man. You know, what I'm saying, I had down in the stands. You know, when they, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you go to Hawaii, you see that stuff. And 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 my, I had a friend of mine. He actually played with the Eagles, and I think he did some broadcasting. I uh, was Junior Talatasi, and it was the first time 
Junior comes up to me and he goes like this. Junior comes up, he goes, Here, here's a laffa laffa. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, it's this thing you put around your waist. And it's like, it's, it, it's a garb that is for like royalty. And so Junior Talatasi gave me this. And I, he gave me and my wife a whole bunch of these things. They're like little skirts that they wear. and But but they're homemade and they're woven. And it's it's a, it's, it's a gift that they give you from their, their respected tribe. And I thought we, we, we thought that was just awesome. I just I have great respect for the Samoan folks, man. I mean, yeah, especially Vi. the athleticism. Yep, my boy Vasa Gahama. Oh, all them guys, man. I mean, there was another guy too, Amato Tui Asasopo. Yep. who played back in the day, man. He yep. was a defensive tackle, played at UCLA, and then played in the NFL for a little bit, man. So, yep, yep. Yeah, I love all them dudes, man. All right, here's my draft. This is the Big Seals 2022 mock NFL draft. And as I was telling you, Barrett, I look at need and team need. And I look at 34-43 defense. I look at if you fit in that system, don't draft a guy like I was drafted into a system that you never played. Mm -hmm. If you do that, you're going to have to re-school the kid a technique. There's a difference in playing 34-43. There's no question. If you go from a two-gap to an attacking defense, you got to understand, you know, sometimes you don't want to put a round peg in a square hole. Absolutely. You know, you want to be the smartest guy in the room and you do that. Here is my number one pick. I say it's Evan Neal, 6'7, 350, Alabama. I say he goes to Jacksonville. You've got to protect um, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. You're getting Doug Peterson in there. Doug knows how important an offensive line is because he won a Super Bowl with an offensive defensive line. I think he is the best player for the position in the draft with the biggest need that that team has. That's a good pick. He's going to want to protect his his investment, his, his number one quarterback, because like it or not, he's tied to Trevor Lawrence for the next four years. Number two, I've got Aiden Hutchinson, 6'6", 265, Michigan edge rusher, going to the Lions. Now – the problem that I have with this pick, now look, I think this is where they're going to go. The problem that I had with Hutchinson, I thought he got destroyed in that semifinal game by the Georgia Bulldogs, and I thought he knocked him, they knocked him off the football. Dude, if you can't take on Georgia, I don't know how you're going to take on the NFC North division when you're talking about the best players in the world playing, and you got rocked. Now, maybe the System didn't fit him, but I think Dan Campbell, plus with Chris Spielman in the front office, they know they got to start stopping people on that side of the football. And as you and I talked, if you're going to go in defense, it's edge rusher and corner. And that's why, and plus, he played at Michigan and it's the Lions. It's kind of like, you know, home cooking kind of stuff there. I got Aiden Hutchinson there at number two. Another good pick. Number three, for the Texans, Lovey Smith, now you have to understand, he plays at Tampa too. So when you have a Lovey Smith back there, you have to have a Derrick Brooks linebacker that is a Tampa 2 linebacker, or you have a to have a Rondé Barber 
You have to have a Rondé Barber that can play corner for you, that can blitz and do multiple things. So I yep. got Daryl Stingley Jr. from LSU, cornerback. They're going to the Texans, 6'1", 195. He fits what Lovey does. You can blitz him. He can play corner. He's a press coverage guy, and he can play man, and he's one of the absolute best talents in the draft. That kind of I'm looking at how Lovey plays defense. And so I didn't think there was a linebacker that was high enough. So I went with the other guy, went with the Rondé Barber look with Daryl with Derek uh, Stingley. Yeah, they, they don't I don't I mean I like I like the kid from uh, from from Georgia. I think he can play. I think he's a little The Kobe you know, Dean? Yeah, the Kobe Dean. I think he's more of a He's a traditional linebacker. I don't know if he, you know you want him back there in Tampa too, because because you play Tampa two as that middle linebacker, you're almost back as far as the safety. Man, so smart what you just said because that is when you play that Tampa two. I said this, you know, when I don't know if you played with Ryan Shazier or not, but let me tell you this: when the Steelers lost Ryan Shazier, look, even Le'Veon Bell, even even Antonio Brown, when that guy got paralyzed, man. He could play tight ends. He could play the run. Yep. He could play the seam. He was a massive loss to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, when was. you Because they play the two because Tomlin's from that Tony Dungy, from that Lovey Smith defensive coaching staff in yep. Tampa. When you don't have that linebacker, man, you're in trouble. If you can't, if you want to play Tampa 2, you have to have a Tampa 2 linebacker. Yep. And you, if you understand, you know, he, just, he drops in past situation. He drops all the way back as deep as safeties. And he has to cover not just – tight ends and running backs, but also wide receivers. So you're right. You know, Derek Smith, uh, Derek Brooks, he was definitely one of the originals that can do that. And that's what made him so good. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Number four, I've got Kayvon Thibodeau, 6'5", 258, Oregon, edge rusher, going to the Jets. I talked to Mario Cristobal. Mario said the two best, the three best football players he's coached when he was up at Oregon were Penny Sewell, with Justin Herbert, and he said, this guy's the best. He goes, Sills, he just dominated, man. I mean, maybe you didn't see him a lot because the games were on at 1030 at night. But when he was on the football field, he was an absolute terror. And he goes like this. Everybody thinks that that kid in Dallas is a special player. Wait till they get a hold of this kid, Tipito. And wow. he, he thinks he's a great edge rusher. And going to the Jets, Robert Saley needs defense. I thought the defense actually got worse this year with him as the head coach. Right. They're going to need yeah. pass rushers on that side. So I put Thibodeau at four. That's right around where he needs to be. Yep. Um, you're right, man. Solid. You know, I, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, because that's the only thing that the Jets have hanged their hat on for the past 15 years is their defense. So they need to get back to that. At number five, I hope I'm saying his name right, Hakeem Ikenawa. 6'4", 3'20", NC State, O-line, Giants. He is the second-graded offensive line, and it's a need. Barrett, Dave Gettleman had five years to build an O-line, and he never did it. The O-line, as you were talking about the Giants at the top of the hour, the Giants are a train wreck at that offensive line position. And you got Barkley. Look at the two. Look, look at what the Giants have right now. They have... Money invested in Daniel Jones, money invested in Barkley, and you got a $2 offensive line. That can't happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, who you have there back there at quarterback? And uh, Akeem is definitely the number two. In fact, how might, he might be 1A, 
and one uh, B, you know. So yeah, that he's versatile. He can move. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play either side. Smart player. Comes from a team of. I mean, comes from a family that are athletic. Great pick by the Giants. I can see them doing that. That'll be the best thing they can do is to start from the within, start in the trenches as they go forward with this regime. Start with a guy that could be, you know, a focal point, a cornerstone of your offensive line. At number six, I got Charles Cross, 6'5", 310, Mississippi State, offensive line, going to the Panthers. You have to improve that old line. Look, Christian McCaffrey, again, is in a position where he's got an offensive line in front of him. Now, look, the quarterback could probably hide a lot of it. I think they're going to be in the running for Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to do anything they possibly can to get themselves because they've got to upgrade at the quarterback. Sam Darnold's not it, okay? He's, Bro, he's, he's not it. Cam's not it. They nope. need a quarterback. But to me, they need an offensive line, and they need to retool that line. So I went O-line. I don't think – Barrett, do you agree? If you get quality O-lineman, I don't think you I don't think you go wrong when you get a quality offensive lineman. Say he bombs as a left tackle. Well, if he's good enough to be graded as a left tackle, I know this is not what you want to pay him on your rookie contract, but I'll move that mother effort to right guard, dude. Right. <laughs> I'll drop his ass in the right guard. I'm going to get something. Remember that guy, Robert Gallery, he was picked like really high back in yep. the day? Yep. And yep. he turned out to be a stiff from Iowa. He yep. still played 10 years or something like that. He got a great career out of playing guard. Yep. And, you know, Cross is another athletic guy. Um. He doesn't have that killer instinct, but talking about a guy who can play anywhere on that offensive line, and he's gonna he's 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 gonna one of those guys. He's gonna finish plays. You know what I'm saying? He isn't big, but he's gonna finish plays. And he played in the SEC, so to me, that always is something else because you're playing against some of the best talented kids in the country here. Yes. At number seven, I got the kid from Purdue, George Carl Aftis, six four two seventy five. Stand I got in the trenches. Yeah, I, he's an edge rusher, and I got him going to the Giants. They're at number seven. Both lines for the New York Giants are in ruin. They have no pass rushers, so I went O-line and defensive line for the Giants. They've got to address those needs. Yep. They um, Their defense wasn't, wasn't bad, but they just didn't have that one focal point that a team that, you know, just was scared, like, all right, we got to make sure we send a protection this way. You know, they didn't have that guy that you could really focus on as being um, someone you, you construct your office of game plan around. You and know, don't you agree too, Barrett, when you have a ton of three and outs because your quarterback is bad, your defense tends to look bad because the amount of reps that you have yes. and you get worn out. Like, like the giant game against the Eagles late in the year, the Giants look like they just put up the white flag. They were done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just looked like they did. All right, let's go over here now to number eight. Drake London, wide receiver, 6'5", 210, USC, going to the Falcons. They got Pitts last year from Florida, and they're continuing to build that side of the football. They need playmakers. They lost Julio Jones to Tennessee. So now what they're trying to do is they're trying to address the wide receiver position. Matt Ryan, in my opinion, he's 35. You know, he's got 59,000 passing yards. He's got 300 and like 75 touchdowns and like 145 interceptions. It ain't Matt Ryan. That's no. the problem in Atlanta. Right. 
It, he's a big target, like six foot five, like two ten. The next Mike Irvin. That's I mean, um, not Mike Irvin, but uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, going into this year, you know, over a thousand yards can go catch it at the highest point, huge catch radius. Plays the game the way you want them to play it, you know, as far as being a receiver. You know, just throw it up to him. He'll go get it. Perfect, perfect for a guy like um, Stafford. You know, he could, he could, he could, um, I mean, uh, Matt Ryan, he could definitely use another weapon, especially since I don't know what they're going to do with uh, at the receiver position now. With What's what's his name? Um, the other receiver that he had there um, from Alabama. Let me look it up. Received from Alabama. On Atlanta? Yeah. Who is it? Who is it, Xander? I forget the guy's name. I forget the guy's name. That's on the other side. Is that Calvin Julio Ridley. there? Calvin what? Ridley. Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. Okay. Calvin Ridley. So they don't know if he's going to play or not. They're going to trade him or not. Um, you know, this, this is going to be a major, major uh, upgrade at the wide receiver position with him being there. And you put Kyle, and you put that on the other side now with Kyle Pitts, who I think is a big time star. Yep. And yep. you put this kid in the room there, and now with the NFC South being the way it looks, with no Brady in there. Yep. That thing's wide open for anybody. And to me, I think the Buccaneers are still a little bit quarterback shy in what they're going to do. They put a good signal caller in there. They still could win that division, but Atlanta can make some noise here if. They don't address that position, and they go with Kyle Trask, the Buccaneers. To me, mm. um, Atlanta could, could could make a rebound here on this. Yep. Now, I did something here. This is probably my biggest gamble here with my draft here. I said that Denver and Seattle are going to make a deal here, and I think that the Seahawks are going to jump into the nine hole here, and they're going to take – ready? Kenny Pickett, Whoa. quarterback – Pittsburgh, 6'3", 200, and they're going to get Pickett at number nine because I think they're going to start the process of moving off of Russell Wilson. Wow. So you're going with a trade? Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that, that's – Well, I, there's, I think the last two years, have we not heard the noise of Russell potentially wanting out? I mean – you, what you don't want is to be in the position that Pittsburgh's in. I don't have a plan. Yep. yep. You know, as much as people get on Green Bay and San Francisco, they're at least trying to address a plan. Yep. You know, wow. so I, I that's why I went – I go Seattle, the best quarterback in the draft. I'm saying they make a move with Denver because I think Denver's going to land either Rodgers or Watson. And so you 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 do that. And Denver gets picks, future picks, and well, Seattle moves into that spot. That's Remember, Seattle doesn't have a first rounder because of Jamal Adams. Yep. <laughs> All those picks they gave to the Jets. All right. Um, speaking of the Jets, Ahmad Gardner, 6'2-188 Cincinnati cornerback going to the Jets. Good pick for him. I got him. So between the kid from Cincinnati and Thibodeau, the Jets have gone defense so far with their first two picks. I think that's where they need to go. I buried the lead on this with here a little bit for you. At number 11, I got Kyle 
Hamilton, Notre Dame, safety, 6'4", 220, going to Washington. And wow. now, like I said, you got Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, a damn good D-line, and now you have a safety back there patrolling the back end of your defense. you got a hell of an offensive line. You put Garoppolo on that Washington team. Washington's a player. Whoa, hold on, man. That's what I mean. You're going to have him. You're going to have him, you know, being that free safety. But then you also have Jabril Peters playing the box safety, who's a linebacker anyways, thinks like a linebacker. While in, when he was in Michigan, that's what he was, you know, a safety slash linebacker in the box. Yeah, like a rover. Yes, that's that's that's. And, you know, Ron's forte, he's one of the better D coordinators. As right. a head coach, he's a defensive guy. So he's going to address that. I mean, stopping people, your defense, you get Chase Young back too, man. That's like getting a free agent back. Right. <laughs> right? No, no, don't you agree? Washington, you address those two needs right there, and you put the quarterback in the room. Washington could be a player. No, Washington will be the best in the division. That's what I think because I think yeah. Dallas is going to walk back. I think Dallas is a 7-10 and 10 team. Yep. They'll be the best team in the division. They do that. At number 12, I got Jermaine Johnson, 6'5", 260. It's kind of a project here a little bit. FSU, he's an edge rusher going to Minnesota and going to, the, going to the Vikings. I watched him last year. Here's what makes him great. And tell me if you agree when you're taking on a very young player. His hands are exceptional. Like, they're not Aaron Donald great, but they're, to me... What makes Donald so good? Those old linemen never get their grips on him. Yep. He's got them hands like, hey, Barrett, he's he's keeping those guys turning. He's keeping those mitts. Boom, bang. He's doing violent. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yep, violent and, hands. And he gets on an edge. Yep. This kid knows technique. I've seen him line up on an edge. I've seen him, like, go up and over. He's a pretty good-looking pass rusher, and they need pass rushers up in up in Minnesota. So I address the need. Well, you know they def- they they let all their um their horses go, man. So that is a need that they need to rush the passer. That's that's a good pickup by them. Number I'm not 13, surprised. I got Traylon Burke, six three, two twenty five, Arkansas wide receiver, going to the Browns. Mm. Putting putting because they lose Beckham. They put him on the other side, kind of uh, the, the kid, the other LSU wide receiver. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. You put him on the other side of Jarvis Landry. I know you still have to figure out if Baker Mayfield is your guy. But take the, take a look at this. Jarvis may be a free agent Johnson. also. Huh? Jarvis may be a free agent also. I think he's a free agent this year. He might be a free agent. So they got to either sign him back or, you know, show him a little money. How about this? So you got you got Landry, him, and you got Kareem Hunt, and you got um, the other running back, Kareem Hunt and Chubb. Yep. Nick and Chubb. then you got the tight end too from Miami. That kid, that Kane's kid, Nakabu. Yep. From oh, the tight end, man, that's yeah. a and the old lines ranked high according to Pro Football Focus. The only thing that you don't have is the dude throwing the ball. Right. Ooh. Because they have Austin Hooper, too, at the, the tight end position. Austin Hooper, you got Jarvis Landry. He's not a free agent. Um, Rashad Higgins is. 
You got uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones with the addition of him. You know, who's a, who's the guy that they're trying to compare to uh, to um, Debo Samuels as far as his body yeah. makeup and how he's physical, a physical runner? That's 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 a good pick by them, you know. But they they got to get their quarterback position right. But at this point, that's that's that that offense at least can stay on the field, and they can pound it. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I mean, I even like uh, Johnson. Johnson's a good running back, also. Yeah, absolutely. don't give him so, out of question. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. The Eagle picks are coming up. Let's take a time out here. And get everybody all juiced up and ready to rock and roll here. We'll pick it up at 14. Then obviously 15, 16, and 19 are the Eagle picks. So we'll do that. That cool? We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll get those guys in there. We'll finish up the draft. We'll get your thoughts on the Eagle picks that we have for my mock draft 2022. Barrett Brooks, big sales in for Harry Mays. Keep it here on the middle. Back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Big Seals in for Harry Mays. Barrett Brooks. 
By the yeah, way, they're right. You're right. I, I did mean, you know, I appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. My fam on the stream. Yeah, I, I am talking about Collins. Landon Collins. Sorry. My fault. It's Collins <laughs> on the, uh, yeah, Collins on a Washington team. My fault. My fault. Why'd I have Jabril Peppers? Now, he was from uh, Cleveland. Michigan. I mean, Cleveland. You Cleveland, know, Cleveland. Yeah. We were talking about Cleveland. Yeah. And then we went to the, that's what it was. But yeah, Landon Collins. Appreciate it. Hey, you know what, though, man? Guess what? That's what makes these fans so great, man. Right, I mean, right, dude, right, I get right. called on this shit all the time, and I love it because people are engaged, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's really cool. By the way, before I continue here, Jalen Rager, do you want to see him on the Eagles roster going into 2022? No. No, his skill set is just – Jalen Rager is just underwhelming at this point. You know, you get an opportunity. He's, he's had two years. To, to really, um, you know, get itself going in the right direction. Two different he, coordinators, though. Does it matter to you? I agree with you, by the way. I'm with you. Well, you know, it shouldn't matter. It, it, I would say it would matter if we're just talking about the offensive side of the ball, but we're even talking about special teams where you're just returning. He hasn't shown any explosiveness in his returns. We're talking about one or two or three returns. You get, you get at least five returns a game, you know, four or five returns a game. He has done nothing. He's been underwhelming in each one of them. I understand if the guy's kicking out of the end zone. He just doesn't show me anything as far as explosiveness or playmaking ability. That's why they drafted him for explosiveness and playmaking ability. He just has done none of that. So, I mean, why be the dead horse? You know, sometimes you just got to know when to cut losses. And, 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 and you know, at this point, he's not, he's not going to be an impact for this Eagles team. He may go somewhere else, but it's not with the Eagles. His agent's going to fire back and say, well, his quarterbacks were Wentz and Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts couldn't find an open barn door. And, you know, it kind of threw his confidence off. You know you know the pitch. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the pitch. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just yep. saying that's the pitch, though, right? And I would return by saying, all right, it has nothing to do with special teams. <laughs> when you don't make a you don't make an explosive play off that, okay, you're not been, you haven't been explosive in the offense. They haven't been able to get you the ball. You know, you've been, you know, um, look look past, you know, they're going to somebody else. Well, make a play. Make them, make them look at you in another facet of your game. How about kickoff return or punt return? Show Even Quez Watkins has made explosive plays. He has done nothing. None of that. None. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Here we go at 14. You know what's funny? Sometimes when you when you think of the big names, when they come out of college, and then you hear talent evaluators or you hear the Bledsoe people talking – that's kind of who I talk to are some of the people I had actually a great conversation with Mike Mayock over the weekend, the former uh, GM. I love Mike too, man. I'm, I'm friends with Mike. I like him a lot. And he says, isn't it funny sometimes when you start to put guys in order that the big name guys like um, they're, they're not as high up on a need list as you thought. And I go, man, like these Georgia guys at 14, I got Devontae Wyatt, six, three, uh, three fifteen, Georgia. Going to the Ravens. The Ravens need defensive line help. I don't know what Calais Campbell's going to do if he has anything left. I love Calais. He's a hurricane brother, and I think the world to him. But they got beat up up the middle. And they need defensive tackle help. Now, it's down here in the middle of the draft. I mean, it's kind of high for a defensive tackle line guy in the middle. No, not for him. Not him. He has. You haven't heard a lot from him. But he was the key to that defense working the way it worked. His pressure up the middle, he was an unsung hero. Nobody really said why his name 
but he was always in the mix for creating pressures, creating hurries, penetration up the middle, stopping run plays. He was that guy. Everybody's looking at number 99 saying, oh, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. Look how fast he is running out the plays. A lot of times he got singled up because they had Wyatt doubling him. They didn't double-team the big guy. They double-teamed Wyatt. He was like an unsung hero in that defense. That's a quality pick for him, and that guy will be there for a long time making plays. Here we go. The Philadelphia Eagles with the 15th pick take Trent McDuffie, six feet, 200, Washington cornerback with the 15th pick. I don't what do you like make it. of it? I don't like I don't like him. I, I, I didn't. They were underwhelming. They're both of the cornerbacks, and they're for, both of the cornerbacks will be first rounders for Washington. Both of them are underwhelming to me. They, you know, I, I actually did a, um, I, I called the Montana game, Montana against um, Eastern Washington. Birdman, and, awful pick. Go ahead, Barrett. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> look, 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 boo. <laughs> well, Shut up, Sander. <laughs> a lot. Look, a lot of people. A lot of people are kind of sour from Sidney Jones and how they picked him up in the second round. He was he was actually the best cornerback in that draft before the season, before the draft. He was the number one corner, but he blew his his um Achilles out running in the in his pro day. But they picked him up anyway in the second round saying, all right, you know, we're gonna be smarter than everybody else. We're gonna pick him up in the second round, a first round talent. When he comes when he's healthy, he'll be coming in and play as a first round talent. Well it didn't pan out. But the reason why I don't like either one of those Washington corners that I watched Montana the University of Montana, the Montana Grizz, run routes all over those two, kill those two, and, you know, that's the FCS football team, and they beat up on that Washington Husky football He's team. He's the third-ranked corner in the draft. I know, and I still hate him. I don't hate <laughs> him, but I, I just don't like him because I, I saw got the receivers. I, I saw I those receivers. It. I mean, fly past them. They didn't play well against that Montana team. And that's what I have in my head as far as watching film on the both of them, watching how that Montana team just beat up on them. Marcus over here going, Sills, I was starting to like you. Now, (laughs) with the 16th pick, follow me here. This is not a pure position guy. And I talked to Kyle Whittingham about this kid. You could put his hand down in a three, have him in a four, 43 defense, he can rush the passer, he can rush in the middle. Devin Lloyd, 6'3", 225, Utah, linebacker. He's in the Parsons mold where you can put him out wide, rush him off the edge. He can play inside. He can cover tight ends. He's a tremendous hitter. He's a tremendous leader. He loves the game. I'm going Trent. I'm going Devin Lloyd. 6'3", 225, Utah, linebacker, Philly. You had me at Devin. You had me at Devin. Love this pick. I've been screaming about this for the longest. He's made. He's moved his way up. I don't think he's going to be there. But if he is there, you got to pick him up. He's he's ahead of Dean as far as my linebackers. 6'3", has all the size, 235, can run sideline to sideline, can rush the passer like you said. Can play stand um, a, a, a stand up linebacker, does everything instinctive, reads plays, goes up and delivers a hit. Devin Lord to me is the best linebacker in this draft, better than Kobe Dean. I like this pick, even though it won't happen because they don't invest in linebackers. I hear this you. Is a great 
pick for him. Great but pick. they, but they, but he addresses what Howie I think would look at because he saw what Parsons did. This yes. guy's not a pure linebacker. He's he he's a hybrid linebacker. You know who the first hybrid guy was really it was like Mike Vrabel, where you could put right. his hand down, keep him up. So I get. Well, it. yeah, I, I I I go back farther than that. I go back and the guy that really changed the game. Uh, you know, you know he 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 tailored you know really changed how you do blocking oh, schemes yeah. for the linebacker. So I would say Taylor. Then you're right. Vrabel is definitely that guy. That you, you put him anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Even Brewski. Yep, Brewski also. Brewski, people understand Brewski actually played three technique, but he was like three yards off the ball. Instead of him lining up right there on a line of scrimmage or playing defensive end, I mean, uh, defensive tackle, he lined up actually four yards back in a three-point stance. And that's how he played the three technique. Is like a halfway between a linebacker, halfway between a defensive lineman, a three technique. He played right in the middle, and he just from a three point stance, he would read and do whatever he needed to do to make plays. Damnest thing I've ever seen in life. Number seventeen, I got Garrett Wilson, six feet, one ninety two, Ohio State wide receiver, the going best to wide the receiver in the draft. Yep, going to the Chargers because you don't know what they're going to do with Mike Williams. Right, right. Are they going right. to tag him or not? Number eighteen. I have Matt Corral, quarterback, Saints, Ole Miss. Last time they drafted an Ole Miss quarterback, his name was Archie Manning. It's kind of like the hybrid stuff where you're looking, or it's kind of like the history stuff there a little bit. An Ole Miss quarterback, staying local, home. He's the second-best quarterback in the draft. Yes, great pick by them. They can He can be, um, he can be a guy that can come in – and once he comes back from his injury, be the focal point of that offense again. You know, I don't know what they were trying to do with Hill. Taysom Hill is not a real quarterback. He is a gadget player. But this guy can come in and definitely be a quarterback for him. The 19th pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. <sighs> Trayvon Walker, 6'5", 275, Georgia, defensive line, Eagles. Wow. They get their pass rusher now. They get their pass rusher. This guy is good, can generate pressure from the outside, can be a, a double-digit sack guy. Um, You know, size, he has everything that you want, and they rush in. Great pickup by you. That's 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 a, that's a good job by you right there. Trayvon Walker, I, I, I like him. I like his measurables. He's six foot five. Yeah. 280 pounds. Perfect. I can think run. can I tell you something? I think this kid's gonna be a better player than Hutchinson. Wow. I can believe it. I can definitely believe played it. Played in a better conference, played against better people, had better production. I'm telling you, I don't I think they had so many great guys on that D line in Georgia. And it just takes away from each other. I, yeah, I they kind of cancel each other out because you couldn't see he was balling, but everybody else was balling around him. So he didn't, you know, is it is an embarrassment of riches when it, we talking about that. And then you know, look what he did against um, the Alabama offensive line. Oh, he owned it. <laughs> he was in that backfield the entire – yeah, Xander, he was in the backfield the entire time. How you doing? <laughs> 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 Number 20, Sam Howe, UNC quarterback, Steelers. It's a need. 6'1", 225, a little short. Needs to step on a Tokyo phone book a little bit. However, 
Um, they need to address the need there at quarterback, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins and um, Mason Rudolph are the guys back there that are going to be the quarterbacks for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, 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 they're not. Um, it's a guy. This guy's definitely a project. They're gonna have to work with him. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have to. You know, they're gonna have to convert him. Um, I, I say his ceiling is over. He's over the. You know what we could term as a is a just a a not a gadget quarterback, not a running quarterback, not an athletic. Like you're quarterback. right. Them Carol, I, them Carolina quarterbacks frighten me. Mitchell right. Trubisky, this guy. Right, you know? right, right. Like he's better than a. I think he'll be better than a Baker Mayfield. Put it like that. Okay, I, I got. I, I don't know if I'm saying the kid's name right. Chris Olave, wide Olave, receiver, yeah. Ohio State, six one one eighty eight, going to the Patriots. They need to get talent around Mac Jones. They have to get talent around a receiver. He's the he was the best out of that tandem um, at Ohio State. He was the best receiver out of all of them. So you know, number twenty two, strong, fast. Yep, Jamison Williams, six two one eighty nine, Bama wide receiver. Going to the Raiders for Derek Carr. Another Josh speed McDaniel. Guy. Another speed guy. They love him. Speed guys. They want speed kills. That's that's a that's a a Raider S type of pick. Number twenty three, David Ajabo, 6'5", 250, Michigan edge rusher, Arizona Cardinals. It's also a six five, really good pass rusher. They don't know what Chandler Jones is going to do. Uh, they don't know if they're gonna, you know, if he's gonna make it out of free agency. Is JJ Watt coming back? back? They don't even know that yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of factors in that. That's a good pick by them, also. Number twenty-four, Nicobe Dean, six feet, two twenty-five, Georgia linebacker, the Dallas Cowboys. Now they get, you know, Vander Esch is out of there. They bring in another guy to to grow with, you know, the linebacker situation they already have there. Come on, man, that's that's not fair. You got Dean sitting right there. <laughs> you put you know, Dean and Parsons, now you have with Parsons. Parsons there? That's pretty good, sitting right? Sitting right there. That's really, really good. That's scary, number, actually. Number 25, Jordan Davis, 6'6", 330. Georgia defensive tackle going to the Buffalo Bills. Sit right there in the middle. Root hog. Stopping that's the good. run. That's, that's, that's definitely stopping the run. He's not moving anywhere, but he's not letting anybody move him either, so – that's a that's a good pick by them because now you have what's named Oliver. You put him at that that three technique and let him get, get up the field. Houston. Yep, that's a good one two tandem there in the middle of the defense. Number twenty six, Trevor Penning, Penning six seven three twenty one, Northern Iowa, offensive tackle, Titans. Derrick Henry's in the room. Obviously, you've got to run the football. He's a run guy at heart so i go o-line there because your number one assets henry he's gonna finish he's nasty good pick he's gonna be one of those guys you know henry's gonna be he's better get the outside on those run plays he's gonna finish plays he's what you want in the offensive lineman you know he's 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 he was one of the better offensive linemen in the senior bowl this year Jahan Dotson, 5'11", 184, Penn State wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to lose Godwin. Speed kills. Speedy guy. He can run, man. Shows playmaking ability. Number 28, Bernhard Raymond. I think I'm saying his name right. 6'7", 305, Central Michigan. Offensive line going to the Green Bay Packers. 
he fits right in what they do. He's one of those taller guys, uh, converted tight end, former basketball player, moves his feet well, still learning how to be an offensive tackle. Um, he's not, he didn't have that killer instinct that you want from an offensive lineman, but he has all the skills to be a good dancing bear in the league. He'll fit perfectly inside that system that they have there in Green Bay. Number 29, Tyler Lindebaum, 6'3", 290, Iowa Center, Miami Dolphins. Perfect. You know, he he's – I would have loved to pick him up. <laughs> Even, you know, in a, in a draft for the, you know, the, the Eagles' first pick. You know, you don't know what the Kelsey situation is, but, hey, for Miami, just building that offensive line – you know, especially if you have a smaller quarterback, you're going to need to make sure he stays stout. And that's exactly what he does. He stays stout, smart, offensive lineman. He's an Iowa guy. You know, Iowa offensive lineman, man. They just want to come off and hit you in the mouth. Good and pick long, by the and, long, and guys that can play a long time. Yep. <laughs> Number 30, Boye Mephi, 6'4", 265, University of Minnesota, defensive line, Kansas City. He's an edge rusher type of guy. They get pressure on the quarterback because again if you look at what they did when they picked up Melvin Ingram and they were able to get to the quarterback that's going to be the key for them is still improving their pass rush he kind of addresses that need they absolutely have to because I don't think they're going to sign Melvin back that's a good pick by them because they need somebody to go in there and you know Jones is going to be in the inside interior with that three technique rushing the passer gives them a great opportunity to showcase him and uh, be a double-digit sack guy on the outside. Number 31, Zion Johnson, 6'3", 216, Boston College, O-line. Of course, the Cincinnati Bengals. They need O-linemen. They go O-linemen. The kid from BC. This is a good This is a good pick by them, too. Very versatile, smart, athletic, physical player. I like this kid a lot. I watched a lot of film on him. Uh, you know, when I was watching film on, you know, doing games. And I, I like what he brought to the table. I saw him at right guard. He can also play left guard. I even saw him a couple snaps at center. It's a good pick by them. Number 32, Lions. Malik Willis, 6'1", 215, Liberty, quarterback, the Lions. I, I think they got to address the quarterback position. I do not believe Jared Goff's the guy. Yeah, I was surprised that um, that he lasted this you know this long all the way down to um, pick thirty two. I thought he'd be one of the first quarterbacks taken off the board, but that's a good pick by Detroit. Real good pick by Detroit. They needed that. <laughs> what do you they think of my draft, up. bro? You, you you do your homework, man. I mean, this this is a good draft because it addresses a lot of the needs for these teams. A lot I have of no idea teams. what these players are going to do for these teams. I just know this. When you're watching teams pick on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can always go like this because, look, the name on the back of the jersey sometimes has no indication of what that guy's career is going to do when he gets to the NFL. Look at you, Barrett. You played at K-State. If you had to go back now because of your career – and because of – and by the way, please, this is I, – I know you're very proud of your school, and I'm not throwing shade, but what I'm saying is after what everything is said and done and you've filled out your resume, dude, you're a top 15 player in the country, okay? You're not, you're not getting recruited by 
like Central Michigan. You're right. not getting recruit. You're getting recruited by Ohio State, LSU, Alabama today. Because no if we that. look yep. back on that, okay, that probably drove you too. Nothing wrong with K State. K State. I forget the coach who was there. He had a Snyder. phenomenal record. Snyder. Yep. Phenomenal record. Guys won a shitload of games. I remember a couple 12, 13 win seasons. Yep. On, on that on that team. So no, no, nothing of shade in that. But I'm saying, like, when I when I see you're a second rounder, then I see you're a 12-year guy. Dude, you should be at LSU. <laughs> okay. It just shows you sometimes where these kids go to school, it has no bearing whatsoever on what a kid's NFL career is going to be. I mean, Joe Montana was a third-round draft choice. Brady was a six-rounder. Kurt right. wasn't even drafted. You know, I mean, right. Larry Allen, we were talking about him. He went to Humble State. I can't believe that, man. 12th round. State. 12th round. So my point is, is that when you're looking at a draft, I think you always have to look at what a team's offensive skill set is and also the kind of defense that they play. Is that fair? Absolutely. You got to fit in the system. You know what I'm saying? Like we always say, round pegs, square holes, sometimes doesn't work out. You got to make sure you customize it and put yourself in a position where you can give the guy some room to succeed, you know, not have it so hard on them, you know. Let him come in and hit the ground running. If he fits your system, then draft him. Not every pick that you have needs to be a project, man. And that's the problem with most of these NFL teams. They want to be too smart, smarter than what they really need to be. Pick the guy that needs to, you know, that you know can play. But there's only one thing here, though. I picked three defensive guys. You know they ain't going three. Right. Three defensive <laughs> Not <laughs> a snowball's got, chance. Not a snowball's <laughs> chance. Brother, I appreciate it, man. Definitely, thank you definitely. so much for having me on the show, man. I thank you so much. Till tomorrow, back with the middle. I'm in for Harry again tomorrow. Peace out, brother. Peace. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.